Today, This American Dice presents the fifth episode of Dungeons and Dragon Balls. They've found and saved Terran Golden Star, but they've still yet to find the Orb of Dragonkind. My announcer voice is kind of turning into a weird version of Terran Golden Star's voice. Crazy. Even crazier, will they be able to stop Bone Nasher the Ogre? Today, on This American Dice. When last we joined our heroes, uh, Terran Golden Star left um, saying he was he was too weak really to help you, but that it was so important that you make sure to find um, Bone Nasher. He said, thank you, my friends. Bless Nethril for sending you. I'd lead you to the orb, but my strength has deserted me. All I know is that orb rests behind a magic wall, but I know not where the wall itself is. Be quick, but beware. Bone Nasher has two wolves for his pets, and many orcs and goblins serve him. And you guys corrected him. Oh, he's only got one wolf now, you, that son of a bitch. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you guys, I assume, head back into room five, the castle chapel. That is littered with um, hobgoblin bodies and the body of a a knoll and the body of a lizard man shaman. True. Hey, we have a cleric and a wizard. Can one of us heal us? Wizards still can't heal people. Okay. I have a healing spell. Um, alternatively, could we just rest here? Yeah, is that, is this a rest compatible place? You guys could rest if you'd like, but you'll probably have to um, like take watch and stuff like that to do that here. I'll take the first watch if you guys want to sleep and then we'll go from there. Okay. So yeah, so uh, if you guys want to try to uh, take a uh, make camp well, in this chapel, that could work. What's everyone's health at? Because I'm at full. I'm at 12. I got a little tore up as well. I'm 11 out of 18. Yeah, so my spell, Cure Light Wounds, does... Wait, I have Cure Medium Wounds now. God damn. Heal an ally for a 2d8, and then I have a talent that does add my level to the amount of damage healed. So I would do 2d8 plus 4. If I, wow, I could do that twice. We wouldn't even have yeah. to rest. I oh, dude. 7 health. Do that. Yeah. All right, cool. I will, I'll cast it on um, Sulzberg first. Go for it. All right, so go ahead and roll your 2d6 plus your intelligence bonus to cast that spell. Okay. Um, all the while, I'll be like discussing how this all power comes straight from God, gods, <laughs> and uh, and this is their bounty for him, even for the non-believers. Got an 11. It's pretty damn good. All right, so, so now... For the healing, right? Yes, you got so it. I'm going to do 2d8, and then because of my talent, let me just make sure add my level. So 2d8 plus 4. It's pretty damn good. So that's automatically six. I think you've I almost it. already healed him back to full, even if you rolled uh, snake eyes. I got a total of eight. Yep. That'll do it. Cool. All right. I'll do the same thing. Um, thank you. Dispense further miracles. Don't thank me. Thank Toth. All right. <laughs> so just to add the, um, to add to the, to the spice of this, because we're going to keep making the same roll. I want to like, have something in there. So, um, Toth is the god of knowledge. Knowledge and secrets. Knowledge and secrets. How does that um, essentially, like, power allow you to heal with your magic? How, how does it allow you to generally heal people? It's the secret of healing people, bro. He knows it. Yeah, it's the secret of curing cancer, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, well, maybe it's like, um, and this does not have to be scientifically sound or, and it can be magical logic. Keep all that in mind. Maybe it's like, uh, secrets are a hole in your soul and Toth knowing all of them can fill those holes for you. Okay. Arrowsmith, 1996, 1997 hole in my soul kind of style. All right. There you go. Remember that? Remember that song? And that music video in which a guy, I think, was making women in, like, a magical chamber? Hmm. I don't think it would hold up super well now. Um, <laughs> anyway, 
So, yeah. Okay, cool. And maybe uh, there's aspects of Toth's, like, the knowledge of how to heal. Almost like medicine is being, like, within the purview. And so you can kind of use this uh, magical oh, yeah. energy. They're jealously guarded secrets at the temple. It's like, here, we have access to, like, you know, next next uh, tech phase medicine. But yeah. it's only for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> use clean bandages instead of old use toilet paper. Yeah. All right, I'll roll for uh, Lady Dirty Panda now. And for that, I got a 10. Nice. All right, also pretty good. So go ahead and, and roll your... is 13. All right, also awesome. Easy okay. peasy. So I'm going to ask you... All my HP back? 13 on, added to... Uh, yeah, that you got four, from 12 to 25. Nice. All right. Great. Afterwards, people like you know it's customary for um, healers of the temple to receive uh, a tithe, just you know to tithe the temple over in um, so they continue their good works. I'm not saying you have to. All I'm saying is that that's what's polite. I like dig through. I dig through my bag of coins and I just pull a fistful of coins and I open your uh, your. I sort of like pull your pants up like if you were a stripper and I try to put it. And attach it but they all fall to the ground and i pat your back very lightly but for you it's like very hard so you sort of like you know i assure you i am not hard at all <laughs> so you uh you sort of like uh fall forward a little bit okay and i'm very i'm very happy and excited and bro i'd, I'd totally pay for the services but i got uh mugged by a pack of kobolds so you know you That's know how true. these things did. go oh, well man. actually ladirty panda um, hit when Dolly Doll helps to heal you, not only are you healed of some of your physical harm, I think actually all of your physical harm, but I think there's a memory that comes back. What oh. is, what is a memory that, uh, that comes back? We already learned that, uh, the dirty panda used to be this warlord. Uh, just uh, a bunch of, uh, scenes in my head flash and it's just like me killing just massive amounts of people and I start like shaking and and the one single tear rolls from my eye Ooh. And, and then I like I hold my fist like very hard and I'm just like what and I, what's what's the name what's the name of the place that's like is like etched in your m mind in that second battle of fighting corgis the battle of the battle of the battle of the corgis yeah the core geese, the geese which issued forth from the core of the yeah. <laughs> the battle of uh, it's where the battle I, of. See, we uh, I remember my faithful corgi Penny, and uh, she was a great dog, and she was a great warrior. And in this world, corgis are as big as like ox, except they have like those really tiny feet. And, they're uh, they're 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 not wargs; they're quargies. Quargies, yeah. Okay. And then Dolly Doll, are you are you healing um, uh, Madog as well? The sheet says he doesn't need it. No, I okay. I'm twelve and nineteen. Oh well, then of course. Sure, go for it. And for that, I got ten again. Ten again. All yeah, right. Ten HP. Even though Toph doesn't exist and isn't real. Yes. Yes. Proof of his non-existence is all around us. Yeah. He so it's, he's just like a giant monster, just like all the ones. I put. Right by the way, I posted a picture of the giant corgi, so you guys can see on the NPCs if that's cool. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that or not. That's fine. No, you can. Well, never mind. So awesome. the um. Oh, that's that's, that's cool. <laughs> I actually think that's just a very small human woman. Yeah, she's a Thumbelina situation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so Madog, you used to be a real big deal as a wizard. Um, you were definitely at the battle of. Um, you were definitely at the battle of uh, the 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 battle of the Corgis, and this was this was a, a good number of years ago, towards the very tail end of your career. Um, you were already maybe older than you should have been doing this stuff. But as a wizard, that's not as crazy. Um, tell me something about this battle. 
Maybe our foe was like the uh, assembled ogre tribes of the north. Well, we know the dirty pandas and uh, the warlord and his forces were there. Oh, are we not on the same side as the dirty panda? You can tell me about that. Yeah. So then in that case, you might recognize him and be like, aha, that's where I know this guy. Ah, I see. Yeah, he looks different with the beard. There you go. Um, yeah, it's like the assembled human forces against the ogre tribes of the north. And okay. Beat, beat them to within an inch of their lives. The things we did that day don't bear remembering. Hmm. Even if he could okay. remember, which is iffy. Yeah. So Sulzberg was one of the uh, was one of the weird things about that battle that you heard as a thief who's like heard a lot of stuff about this. Was it that there was like a generally can like how did people view um, working with this warlord who is known for being so um, almost brutal? Like uh, uh, b before he got uh, hit by the rock and forgot yeah, to, so like, this to was on his side. How did they view that? Yeah. I think they generally trembled in fear, uh, as I heard it. Uh, you know, he um, had quite a temper. And so if uh, even if he just stupidly misunderstood something and they were totally right in the first place, uh, he, he'd be liable to kill someone. Hmm. Snap. Okay. So, after long prayers to Toth, here in this place, that is a fairly sacred place, um, and we can get into more of that if uh, people want to really look into it, but there are a few doors that we have not explored. This room has three doors. So, in the chapel, there are three doors. There's the room you can't, the door that goes back to area one, that kind of main great room of the castle. There's the door to the flat south, that's actually tough to see on that map, that went to where Terran Golden Star was being uh, held. And then there's another door on that southeast diagonal wall. So, oh, you, you guys can go, you guys can go if you want back into the great room to then more doors that you have not gone through, or go right back to where uh, Bone Nasher was, or whatever you want to do. When does not simply go into the Mordor area? Yeah. I, I vote the opposite. I think we should just go right into the Bone Nasher room again. It's just like it's just like hitting the slot machine in a casino. It's like let's one of these got to come up, right? Okay, let's do it. I'm in. I'm just like, I'm super sweaty, and I'm just like freaking out because of the memories I had. Uh, and I'm just like, oh. I don't know, y'all. Terran seemed pretty excited about this orb. Like, it'd be be worth taking a look around for, it, perhaps. Yeah, let's go. Let's go south. Alternatively, so we could do that. We can go south, and since we know exactly where this guy is and what he's got with him, maybe we could come up with some plan where it's like we don't have to go in there totally blind next time. Yeah, we can make a trap. Yeah, something like that. Oh, I can. Hold on one second. I have. Um, sorry, I took that uh, cleric move, it's like mm -hmm. raise dead or something like that. Yes. Um, sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Let me just pull it up. I'd like to bring back the uh, Cajun lizard. Okay. Can you, I forget if your hobgoblin that you brought back was is still alive or not. Well, I'm pretty sure he got destroyed almost immediately after me uh, raising him from the dead. You, you used him as a pincushion for the uh, Cajun lizard. Well, that was a knoll. You did too. You raised a knoll and later you raised a hobgoblin. Yeah, I, I thought both of them were destroyed almost immediately. I mean, I can raise this Cajun lizard and then you can destroy him too if that's what gets you rocks off. That's the, yeah. I, that's the only way my rocks can be off. <laughs> okay, yeah. If you want to go for it. Um... Yeah, animate dead. Okay. Alright. Um I got an eight. Uh, okay. Uh, wait. I guess I have to roll twice. I gotta roll to roll to cast the spell. 
So you roll to cast the spell, and that does the regular spell casting stuff. Right. So then what do you... Do you want to lose that spell? No. Draw unwelcome attention? I will take unwelcome attention. Okay. Um, and now I will roll again. Um, to see, like, what characteristics this thing is. So I got a three. Still pretty good. So it's talented... It has a functioning brain and can complete tasks. Um, yeah, and it does not appear obviously dead, at least for a day. Okay. Cool. That works. So I'll raise this uh, Cajun lizard, and I'll be like, guys, this one's a smart zombie, and he looks regular. Like, we can use him to trick other people. Hmm. <laughs> like a puppet? I forget how you guys killed this lizard. Does anybody remember? I don't remember. I think we... We um, smothered him with a pillow, and so he's perfectly intact. He's, yeah, exactly. A magical pillow, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so you raise him, and you just hear, like, I guarantee. <laughs> you do a good right. job. I'll, I'll give you your magical chilies back. Oh, kick it up a notch. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he's, he's, yeah, so now it's you guys. Various corpses, a uh, a walking corpse that is a Cajun lizard in wizard robes, and a uh, yeah, and the door back to Terran's uh, cell, the door back to the great room, and a door to the southeast that you have not yet gone through. I vote southeast, y'all. Southeast, yeah. Why don't Let's we send it. the zombie in and have I mean, him? Uh, it's Cajun southeast. That's uh, that's right. Comfortable there. <laughs> Just have him, uh, you know, uh, say there's like an alarm going on, and to like uh, to get the whoever's in there to rush into the next room and then we'll ambush him. Does anyone have a bell? Well, no. The zombie will do the. Will, he'll he'll be the one like telling like, oh, our lord's under attack. Run into the uh, next room. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Do so you want to have him go to that door? Yeah. All right. So, um, it's a one, trap. He's dead now. Well, yeah. one thing, <laughs> one thing is that door is locked. Oh, can I pick it? Absolutely. So I that's your, it. I believe your tricks of the trade is what that's called, right? Tricks of the trade. Tr -tr -tr tricks of the trade. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, let me get out my kit. You roll 2d6 plus, I think, dexterity. Which is plus two, so nine. Nine. Because okay. I rolled yet another seven. I think that's like five in a row now or something. It is the most common thing. So don't 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 be uh No, I'm I feel like I'd be making money in Vegas right now, right? There you go. Is that how uh like craps or something works? I don't know, I don't play dice games. I I also am not sure. I know sometimes you want to roll that and sometimes you do not want to roll that. Oh. I think the house always loses, though. That's the that's the one thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when you pick locks or pockets or disable traps, roll plus dexterity. On a 10+, plus, you do it, no problem. On a 7 to 9, you still do it, but the GM will offer you two options between suspicion, danger, or cost. Oh, okay. <gasps> there is a trap on this door. So he, there is a trap on this door. But you can... Oh, you saved our Cajun friend here. But you, I can tell you just enough information as you're picking this lock. You're a, uh, you're a thief with a keen ear. You can hear that there are other people on the other side of this door. Um, you can have some... Have whoever opens this door... You can activate this trap and suffer whatever consequences... Um, or further or disable the trap and keep you the uh, but keep the people on the other side of the door on guard. So basically you're like, wait, if we were to spring this trap, they might hear it and be like, got him. Or if we disable it quietly, they'll still be on guard. Is there any way for us to uh, 
make our, our Cajun friend like call the uh, folks on the other side across and get them all into the uh, the trapper? Would they know to like not activate it? Or no. theoretically, they would know to not either go a different way or yes, know yes, to would. disable the thing. It's their castle. And, hey, y'all, activate this trap. I need I need y'all to step into this here uh, uh, gator looking uh, bear trap here. I do declare. Okay. Okay. So is this something I, I know and can uh, consult my my team about, or is this like yeah. in the in the act of doing? I have to decide. Um, I think you need to make a pretty quick decision on that, but you can consult them. But it's got to be in like it's got to be a quick thing. Right. Hey, oh god, y'all! There's a, a, a trap, and there's there's people on the other side. <laughs> Let's make a choice quickly. Activate that shit so they think that they got us. That's an interesting thought. Hmm. Yeah, we'll just disarm it and then we can spring a trap on them. Okay, gotta activate. Uh, l- let me disarm it. I'm, I'm disarm it. I always, uh, you know, I'm a trap expert. I like to disarm things when I can. Nice. Okay, so you're gonna try to disarm this trap. Yeah, you know, you never know what can go wrong with a, an armed trap. Okay, well, you do have the ability. You know that there's a trap there. You could roll the, um, what is it called? You have another move that allows you to find out information about it when you spend a moment to survey a dangerous area. Roll okay. plus dexterity, and you can find out what activates the trap, what does the trap do when activated, and what expert. else is hidden? You have the trap expert move. You could also do a discern realities to find out other stuff more generally, but it could be related to the trap too. Uh, all right. Well, real quick, uh, I, I guess uh, uh, before before turning off, uh, we'll find out what it does. Okay. So then, in that case, go ahead and roll plus dexterity again. Eight. Eight. All right. Eight plus two ten. is ten. Nice. So you get to ask three, or you get to ask all three of these questions. All right. Questions. Is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? Well, you already know there is a trap here on this door. What activates it is, not surprisingly, um, when you open the door. So it's locked. Uh, interestingly, picking the lock didn't uh, activate it, but opening the door would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um then what does the trap do when activated? Um, you listen in real close, and you realize that I I wrote some very silly traps, and I chose one at random. Some of them were extremely silly, and I had to ditch them. For some reason, I kept this, and uh, this trap is, it's fucking goblins. And here's what I mean by that. Um, whoever set this trap literally set up a place on the other side of this where goblins like to have sex and so literally if you open this door there are goblins that are like mid mid boning that will spring upon you and attack to them to, to them it might be like a, a, a form of trying to incorporate you into the lovemaking but to any non-goblin it's definitely a direct assault is that what I heard on the other side, a little uh, goblin? Uh... You you heard some other stuff too, but yeah, you're like, wait a minute, now it does make sense that it was two goblins like going to town on each other. Nice. Fucking goblins. Okay. What are the other questions? Uh, oh, and you get you do get one more question. Yeah. Uh, what what else? What here? else? Am I, am I limited to uh, to those three questions? E- yes, unfortunately. Okay, what what else is hidden here? Yeah. Um, you guys weren't able to search this room because of all the fighting. Um. Oh. Um. The lizard man seems to have hidden his treasure in a small chest behind the altar. So there's a small ch- chest behind the altar over here. <coughs> Excuse me. I walk over to the altar and open the chest immediately, not caring about what happens, because that's what I do. All right, awesome. You do that. Okay, you do that. What's in the chest? Um, <laughs> you, as soon as you, you open the chest, and the cool thing is, 
Ba -ba -ba. It's not a chest at all. It's goblins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn it's goblins and they're doing it. Cabinet. Yeah. There are eight, 18 silver pieces, which I think is basically two gold pieces. So you can just write two, two coins. Um, and. Oh, I haven't been keeping track of how many, I still have 812 coins, according to this uh, thing. I don't remember how many I've like. Uh, I'm pretty sure you spent some of that. You spent at least 200. Yeah, okay. On nothing at all, really. Mm -hmm. We're not good with our so you find, money. You find two gold coins and what just looks like a rod. However, uh, it just looks like a stick, like a pole. That's maybe like two and a half feet long um, that you pull out of this chest. However, when you do that, you hear like and like a cage falls over you. And it's a small like gibbet kind of cage that you're like kind of stuck in. And it's this heavy iron cage that falls from the ceiling, like out of the ceiling. You thought it was part of the chandelier, but it falls down onto you and you're trapped, Lady Dirty Panda, in this cage. Can I just like bend, use my uh, moves Bend bars, lift gates. You absolutely can. Go for it. All right. So I roll um, plus strength uh, on a ten plus. Uh, so what do I do? I roll two d six. Two d six plus your strength. So I got a nine plus my strength, which is. I'm sure at least one. Yeah. Yeah. So I okay. Cool. So in that case. Um, I think you get to pick either all of those or two of the three of those. Uh, choose two. Oh, no. On a... Ten plus, choose three. 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 Uh, it doesn't take very long time. Nothing of value is damaged. And, um, it doesn't make an inordinate amount of noise. All right. So you use your, you use your strength and, uh, you slowly kind of tear this cage apart um, it's made of old metal that's like rusted where you can do this. It is possible. And you're able to kind of work your way through this kind of chipping through some of it. And it goes fairly quickly where you can kind of squirm your way out of the thing. But you're like, oh, and you think to yourself, good thing we didn't try to open this cage, didn't try to open this chest before those hobgoblins from the other room were defeated. Otherwise it would have been trapped in there while they would could attack us. Cool. But yeah. I, uh, so I All toss, right. I toss um, the the rest of the coins over to uh, to Dowie, and, and I go, "This is from Sully because he couldn't pay you." Yeah, fair enough. And so the, I, the, and the two toss, the two coins. Yeah, and then I toss the uh, the stick to Mad Dog, and I'm like, "Wizard, here's your wizard stick." Awesome. That's right. You did lose your. Uh, your staff before. I will say that this staff Sucks. is lacking um, by comparison to most wizard staffs in that, like I said, it's two and a half feet tall. So if you're even a remotely, even if you're a shorter human, a two and a half foot tall staff is weird. It's more of a baton. Yeah, it's more like of a magician's ha-ha, and then it turns into flowers. <laughs> Does it have anything magical about it? Oh, you, sir, asked a good question. Goblin so, goblin so there you could use discern realities to do this. There's also <laughs> a there's also a wizard spell that allows you to find some stuff out, depending on if you have that spell or not ready. I'll discern realities. I bet it's a dildo for uh, for mm -hmm. the fucking next door. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a goblin. It's a goblin dildo. It's a trap. Nice. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got a. Um. Oh, what's it? discern realities here? What? What? Um, wisdom. Should we roll two d six plus wisdom? Oh, good. I failed. I got a five. Uh, nice. I failed that. The five total or a five plus your wisdom? No, failed. Five plus zero is zero. Ooh. All right. Well, that's pretty rough. Well, five plus zero would be five. You're you're holding this thing and you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. It's just a stick. It's just a rod. And um, as you're holding it, it uh, it extends suddenly, and uh, it hits that door that Sul's, like that's right next to Sulzberg, and it just 
bashes the door open. Oh, so damn all it. The, There's yeah, goblins so all, in there. Yeah, and the goblins are like, yeah, they're like, <laughs> and they leap on Sulzberg. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so there's that you're holding this this rod and it extends in both directions so it bashed through the door and goes into the wall and like anchors itself into the wall and then the other part of it bashes into the other side of the room and anchors itself into that wall and it's now just this rod that is now probably like 40 feet long as opposed to what it had been before perfect um Sulzberg could you roll 2d6 Gladly. And tell me the higher of the values. Uh, the higher of the two values is five. Five. All right. You're going to take five damage as these goblins just like they're, they're upset that you've inter you've, uh, you've cock blocked them and they're like, they're attacking you again in goblin culture. They think that you're trying to get in on the action and they're down. The problem is it's, it's only in goblin culture that that works and every other cultures, this is unacceptable. Nice. Can I throw a? Can I throw the uh, cage that I've just uh, walked out of at them? I think that cage would be. You could rip it apart, but I think it might be too heavy for you to lift the cage and throw it onto them. You could throw parts of it at them, of just like I'm going to throw a big chunk of rusty metal at a person. Wait, gotcha. b- briefly before we move on. Uh, whilst uh, assessing myself, uh, did did my armor help me at all? Because yes, it one, did. Because those are that, that, that is a physical attack. So yes. Do you guys want me to throw one of you to the uh, to these goblins, Dowie, or uh, uh, a mad dog? No. No. I have a 40-foot staff. I don't need to be thrown at anyone. <laughs> okay. You know how I love throwing people? Yeah. I remember. <laughs> All right. Well, now there's goblins running around, and uh, they're going to continue to attack Sulzberg. Uh, who is closest to him? What'd you say? Well, I'm next to the altar. <clears throat> okay, so probably not him probably then. Pretty close to him. Your staff is pretty close, and I would argue that your staff might actually get in the way of some people doing some stuff, just because it's like this bar that's not like across the thing where you have to fuck around with that. It's because it's kind of poking through this door. Can we now that the door? I guess is I could open, just drop it. Now that the door oh, it's is it's open, well, the the we, staff like, itself. The staff itself has pinned itself into the thing. So ah. if you're holding on to it, if you let it go, it just stays there. Huh. Can we now see what's in the uh, like? Can we now see the room and the uh, maps section? You, I'm gonna say at the moment, just the thing that is. You can see it is um, kind of like more basementy, like more hewn into the rock. Uh, I'll put the map up in a second. The big thing is that there's these goblins like leaping all over Sulzberg and attacking him. Let's try to do something about that. Awesome. How many are there? Just two? It's just the two of them, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's attack one. Fireball. Okay, so Dowie Doll is going to try to do that. Are you going to try to just attack these goblins or are you trying to protect Sulzberg? Protect. Protect Sulzberg. Okay, so go ahead and roll defend for me. So that's plus constitution. I got a 10. That's pretty good. So you get to choose, I believe you hold on to three of those um, things. So if you can find those, redirect an attack, have an attack's effect, open up the attacker, deal damage. And you can hold on to that till it's relevant. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll figure that out. Okay, cool. So Sulzberg, meanwhile, yeah, these goblins are absolutely attack going to um, they're going to end up hurting you. Their their copulation, while passionate, is also very rough and unpleasant by the vast majority of people and creatures understandings throughout this world. Mm. Yeah, fucking goblins. Yeah. Precisely. So, uh, what's your game plan? I assume you don't want to be hurt by these goblins and their uh, intense lovemaking. I'd love to. Uh, like, de- can I defy this danger, or is this sure? Well, you can. It, it, de- it depends what you're trying to do. This this danger kind of is upon you. They're like going to, to be hurting you. You could try to just get out of that, out of the way of this, which would definitely be a defy danger. Um, you could try to attack them. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd like to like nimbly roll backwards, uh, maybe okay. towards the altar. That sounds like a dexterity uh, defying danger by kind of acting quickly and getting the hell out of the way. Yeah, my, go uh, for it. Two D six plus your dex. Ugh. Uh, six. Six. Um, well, if uh, Dawi Dal were to use his defend to give you a plus one by opening up the attacker to an ally. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. You get a seven, so now you do succeed. You are going to be able to roll away. You're rolling backwards to get out of the way of these goblins who are trying to bone each other. And as you kind of roll backwards and are kind of falling backwards and somersaulting backwards, you knock into either Mad Dog or the Dirty Panda. Who is it? Uh, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock into a Mad Dog. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I so mean, he's like, old. <laughs> he's old. He can't uh, get out of the way of my nimbleness. Yeah. Maybe you're That's starting to cast also. a spell and you just get the first couple uh, syllables out and then get knocked into by this guy, kind of like tumbling backwards, and you two are kind of like caught in each other's bodies. Not unlike the goblins. Much now, like, um, very unlike the goblins. Yeah. Very. It's so. Yeah, but now the uh, yeah these two. These two goblins are just going to leap at whoever is nearest, and it would—I would assume it would be Dawi Dal, unless Ladirty Panda, you want to leap in there as well. Yeah. I'll leap in, and um, I'll use uh, Merciless. Actually, let me, so, see, let me see. If well, I... well, Merciless isn't is a move that works just whenever you do damage. Uh, okay, then I can is see. is your goal to just attack these goblins, or is your goal to prevent Dawi Dal or your comrades from being hurt? Just attack and try to kill them before they're able to do any damage to anyone else. All right, go for it. So that sounds like a hack and slash. Hack so and roll two d six plus your strength. Roll two. Oh fuck! I roll five plus two seven. Hey, that's still good. So you got a seven. Okay. All right. So could you roll two d six for me again? Eight. Eight. Well, what 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 is the result? Uh, what's the higher result of? What's the higher result of the two dice? Six. Six. All right, so you're going to take six damage as these goblins really tear at you. Now, your armor subtracts from that. Two. Okay, cool. So, um, but then could you roll your damage? To another? That's a d10, right? Yes, a d10 plus your merciless, which I think is a d4. D10. Let me find d10 on this thing. D10 and a d4. So I roll yeah. a d10. Uh, I get a three, and then I roll a d4, and I get a two. So five. Five. Okay, so one of these goblins you absolutely murder. What does that look like? So I take Matthew McConaughey and just take it, uh, take the axe and just just swipe in, uh, in a J move. And when I swipe down, I just cut the orc right in half, and, as, and it slowly like peels apart. Just showing all the blood animus style and just splatters everywhere. Okay. Cool. The other one uh, screams something that's like and like we see on the bottom of the screen uh, in the subtitles. What does it say on the bottom of the screen, Carl? It says um, I wasn't finished yet. You always do this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Wait, how much damage? I took six damage, right? Yes, your your armor blocked some of that. I got four damage. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, Whew. but now this uh, now this goblin, I guess, is going to continue to just. Hmm. Yeah, that's the thing that ma- that's the thing that makes the most sense. Is oh no, this goblin um, is upset and it's going to run away. It's going to run back the way it came because it didn't. Am I right? <laughs> um, can I chase after it? Sure, you're just gonna you're just gonna run after it. <sighs> I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm so sorry. You're uh, good. I cast something for I'm this. We're used to it. Okay. Uh, here, I have a spell called Hold Person. Might make mm-hmm. this a little more elegant. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will go ahead and cast that. Basically, it's not, it does exactly what it says. If I succeed, they have to stay still. All they can do is speak, unless they take damage. 
uh, and I got. So you did it on me or the the goblin? Oh no, on the goblin. Okay. I got. <laughs> that was pretty good to just like fourteen. <laughs> fourteen is pretty good. So this goblin goes to run away, and it's like winding up, like in a Scooby Doo cartoon, and then it's just frozen mid wind up. Yeah. And all, and of course, all it's going on is its eyes, and it's like. It's goblin bits still dripping. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, oh, gross. <laughs> uh, all right. So you've frozen this goblin. It's like you, we see a close-up of its eyes, and um, goblins in the second edition D and D. I need to include them because I've not included what they look like. So uh, this is what a goblin is supposed to look like from second edition D and D. I am not crazy about that. I like the idea that goblins. Uh, why not? Goblins have all kinds of crazy different skin colors. Some are red. Some are green. One of the other ones was was gray, and this one is uh, this one is red. So it looks like a tiny, weird, gross little devil. That's and um, they're maybe two and a half feet tall, mostly. Uh, but they can they look very different from one another. So the other one uh, that you saw barely looks like this. It looks like this, but if this was crossbred with a dog, and so you um, you you're there and it's kind of like mid run, like a shitty um, art student's person like dr- figure drawing, yeah. like. Gah! And its eyes are just looking around, and it's just going like, <laughs> and again, um, we see on the we see on the bottom of the screen one little sentence of what it says, and of course, Lee, what is that sentence? Sorry, skip me. I just I got a lot of ice cream. In my mouth. I got a lot. That's oh, that's that's what it says. It was like I wasn't expecting to get creamed this way. Yeah, got a lot of ice cream <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> Uh, so I swing uh, Matthew McConaughey once again and try to chop him. Okay, so you're just gonna like just destroy this creature, or or should one of you guys should say stop to try to talk to him? Well, it's it's frozen in in midair, not midair, but it's frozen like on one leg. It's frozen miraculously in a way yeah. that perhaps only divine intervention could have afforded. So before I swing this axe, I look backwards to uh, to Dowie, the mad dog. To see if I get like yes, do it or don't do it. I was just gonna shrug at you. I'm pretty neutral in this uh, in this regard too. I don't mind uh, senseless slaughter, um, nor do <laughs> I get my jollies off. Man, I just looks confused. All right, so All right. I swing and chop him. Oh yeah, you do. You just kill it. Yep. Yep, you don't even need to make a roll. It's literally defenseless. Like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> What would you do that for? And I just look back and I just look, and then I get flashbacks again. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. Tell, tell me about that. What is it? What is the time in which uh, the dirty panda? What What was the first time the dirty panda killed a defenseless, uh, defenseless foe or opponent or person? It was. Uh, it was in this gladiator esque style. Actually, no. It was like. Um, I don't know if you guys have read the book, the Lestat, but it was uh, where I was uh, taken and left in the woods, and uh, a bunch of goblins uh, were coming towards me, and I, uh, as a uh, as a young, you know, warrior, had to kill these goblins. Just and I killed them defensive while they were sleeping. Okay. Just, just to realize they were like kid goblins, not real adult goblins, because I didn't know the difference. I was like, oh, at the time. Oh, okay. You, you you killed these young goblins. Yeah, and I start and I start shaking and I start crying. Okay, so the dirty panda is crying as you guys as you guys stand there. Um, and then I, I look at Dowie. I'm like, "Why is your god doing this to me?" Oh, that he doing you done this to yourself? No, take out a notepad because he's actually been taking notes on you because you're like his uh, his patient essentially. This is like a this is a Shutter Island situation. <laughs> you're uh you're my fair lady. I was supposed to reform you. Hardly, I'm just observing. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah, it's getting All right. Hard. Well, um you guys can see that um this kind of leads into a 
Let me put this into the map zone. I like how they have all these like additional uh, like fl like flourishes on the map. So like there's like dragons around it and all kinds of other crazy stuff. But I could see how some people would be like, wait, is there is this lizard there? I, I use the lizard's fang as a sword. Um, but yeah, so the imaginary other players are Jim Gaffigan's. Yeah, exactly. They're Jim Gaffigan, and they're making a bunch of hot pocket jokes. I'm a talking talking about their 78 kids or however many kids he has. Um. Okay. So yeah. So you guys have come into this area. I will say that this entire interaction has happened basically right at this door. I'm I'm gesturing with it on with my cursor. Um. But you can really just see maybe. 10 or 15 feet ahead of you. Then you see a bunch of wreckage off to the side where um, you can kind of further see around it, but it's tough to see in that direction. You're going to have to head into that to see what is in the larger part of the chamber. In part because of this wreckage. Much of this wreckage, I will say, is mining gear. That's super uh, interesting. to the lizard to lead on. Do you tell the lizard to go forward? Yeah, move on. Okay, so that's fine. Alrighty, okay. So there's this rod that's there. You guys have to maybe duck under it. And uh, yeah, you head this way, and the lizard kind of shambles forward towards that mining gear, and it's basically right between those two mining um, carts. And you hear like, "Oh wait, what are you?" What are you doing? We thought it was somebody. We thought it was somebody else. It, it was with the goblins. I'll go in there and throw a fireball. So you're gonna you're gonna head in and try to throw a fireball at him? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So you kind of like sn like head in behind this lizard man and are like fireball. Yep. Go for it. Nine. Okay. So with a nine, first off, here is what you see in this room. You see, um, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make this go nuts. You see five orcs, um, three of which have, uh, three of which have picks and shovels. They're people. Sure. Three of. True enough. You're right. I, and I need to learn. I need to get better. All right. Let me drink this. <laughs> All right. I'm a little better now. Um, three of whom have picks or shovels, and two of whom have uh, spears. And one of which is just holding his junk. Oh. Yeah. But no. Attention. You also see right there um i'm just gonna make this insane you also see uh, a giant wolf and bone nasher the ogre ah uh, you oh, got it yeah. oh. rooms can you i can do that wait did we ever figure out this fucking pole sticking to the wall is doing nope we abandoned that pole <laughs> so instead of just shooting the nearest orc next to me i want to try to cause a cave-in in here well, you're you're, you, you, you're shooting a fireball, right? Right. If I want to shoot it at something that will do some like structural damage, as opposed to just at a person. Hmm. And I yell at my axe so I can throw it with a fireball at something. Um. <laughs> What's in the carts? Just a lot of dirt and that kind of stuff that they seem to be they seem to be mining. They seem to be looking for something. Let me so let me give you the description of this room. I should have given you the description of this room and then asked you what you wanted to do, but the room is very strange. Once it must have been a cellar dug into the side of the hill, but now it looks more like a mine. The walls and floor are all dug up and wooden beams are wedged into them to keep the ceiling from collapsing. 
In a dark corner of the room, a group of five orcs is digging pits in the floor. Uh, or they were. They knew you were coming and are now ready to fight you. Um, also, Bone Nasher the Ogre and his wolf uh, predator, I think, is the one that's still alive, is there. And uh, he's ready to fight you, too. Perfect. Uh, wooden beams to keep the ceilings from collapsing, you say? Mm-hmm. Sure. I will shoot one. Go for it. Now, keep in mind, you are in this room as well, so you may also be subject to what happens here. Uh, that's all I've ever wanted. Nice. I've only... I've always wanted to be the subject of a sentence and not merely we, the object. Are we all in this room so still? I, I or or am I still... Are we some of us still in the room before us? Before. So, at least... At least the Dirty Panda, oh, who just killed the goblin, and... Um, Mad Dog are in the kind of if you look at that picture mm -hmm. the two squares nearest to the door you came in you guys are at least over there the Dirty Panda you might be over there whereas Mad Dog might be like kind of between these two carts and um, yeah so you did seven damage Lee um, what is two d six? So that's seven damage. Okay, so you're going to be dealing seven damage, but what is the uh, the prop consequence that you're taking with your spell? I draw unwelcome attention to myself. So you draw further unwelcome attention to yourself. Okay. Could you roll? Sets his robes on fire. Oof. Could you roll two d eight? Yeah, absolutely. Some big guys. Now, uh, I'm sorry, 2d6, not 2d8. And tell me the higher of those two. A four. A four. All right, so you're going to take six damage as one of these spears. They're like short javelins, like flies into you. All right, but you're not attempting to directly shoot them. You're trying to shoot at the struts to destroy the struts or, like, the walls of this place. Yes. Hmm. You shoot shoot this fireball. The fireball flies forward, blasts some of these beams, and some of the beams are, like, uh, like severely damaged. You feel some of the roof start to buckle and kind of like collapse a bunch of dirt falls all over all over you and all over these other people and you hear bone nash or the ogre be like oh, oh you guys put out that fire and he sends um the the orcs with the picks and shovels and whatnot to try to go put out the fire and so he's like the rest of you two deal with them and so uh but now the um, this wolf, as well as two of these orcs, are like running towards you, and they are going to—they're definitely going to really fuck you up in just a second. All part of my plan. All right, the dirty panda. You can see this uh, as well. You hear this, like you see this whoosh of fire, and the whole temperature and um, barometric pressure of the room changes. There's now also like dirt falling from the ceiling as all of a sudden this. Um, cavern, this mine shaft that you're kind of in, all of a sudden seems a lot less stable. And I, uh, you hear like, you hear the voice of Bone Nasher. That you can't forget. You remember that. Yeah. I, um... So this, is this cave gonna fall? Is it just gonna fall over? Is that it, what the it, it's, is? A, it's a possibility. Alright, so what I do is... Uh, oh, be be before you do that, when you hear that voice of Bone Nasher again, since you've started to regain some of your memories, and since we specifically brought up that you, um... That you had... Ass beat. That you had fought against a bunch of, like, these n ogres from the north. Yeah. Obviously, Bone Nasher was at that battle, the Battle of uh, Korgi. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, what what was he famous or infamous now for doing at that battle? So, in a flash, everything comes back, and what had happened is, you know, dirty lead, dirty panda is riding into battle on his fierce corgi at this at the battle of corgis, mm -hmm. and uh, Bone Nasher 
knew the one weakness of Penny the Corgi, and it was to grab a specific rock and throw it because she loved playing catch and, uh, and fetch. So when uh, when Bone Asher threw this rock, the Corgi went and, uh, and uh, leaping to grab it and leapt with Le Dirty Panda off a cliff. Uh, Corgi falling to his death and Le Dirty Panda only being able to live because it landed on this Corgi. And, uh, and but his uh, the fall also like gave him a concussion and he lost all his memory. But it all flashes back and Le Dirty Panda hates Bone Nasher. Okay. So the only thing I'll say about that is we had established previously that it was like a David and Goliath situation. Yeah. In the past, thought, that but that was, but that yeah. you were absolutely not the David in that yeah. situation. Oh yeah, because he had a rock. Yeah, he had a rock, and I was Goliath, I guess. And he and this ogre did it to destroy me. Do we have so, a ogre backstory here, where it's like every time you remember it, it's something different? Well, how about how about this? <laughs> I like that too. So, so one of the weird things was at this battle, it wasn't just a, uh, it wasn't just ogres that you guys were fighting against. Um, one of the things was that Le Dirty Panda as a warlord had essentially uh, alienated this group of like uh, city-states and villages and other folks in the north that he'd slowly been working his way there. And this like group, this like mob of refugees had been going north and north and north. And they actually fought on the side with the ogres. And so while, uh, while Bone Nasher, Bone Nasher's forces did hurl this rock. It wasn't the rock, a rock thrown by Bone Nasher. It was a rock thrown by a small boy. who was like named, named David. Named David. It is I, David. Take that. But I Help. thought it was Bone Nasher. Yeah. Now, and there goes. And then the death of my Corgi Penny brought me to such anger. And now I'm very hostile. Uh, and even though this cave looks like it's about to like fall over, I run and uh, try to kill Bone Nasher. So right, I use, so I use, I don't know, whatever. So you're, so you're run, you're running into this room and running straight at Bone Nasher. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna tell you. A stupid move. Thanks for listening to This American Dice. Be sure to join us next week for another exciting episode, and in fact, the finale of Dungeons and Dragon Balls. Our cast for this episode included, as always, for this particular game, Carl as Dawi Dahl, Lee as Mad Dog, Alex as Sulzberg, Wally as Lee Dirty Panda, and Austin was your game master. Music for this episode included Land of a Folk Divided by Midair Machine, Medieval Abstraction by Lucas Pernay and Miloslav Kolar, and several songs by Cowpay, including Amor, H. Werewolf, and B-F-I-A-H-H, which is what we're listening to right now, and apparently that stands for Butt Fucked in a Haunted House. Be sure to join us next week for the exciting finale of Dungeons and Dragon Balls, here on This American Dice. And don't forget, if you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave us a great rating and review, and tell a friend. In fact, subject your friends to listening to this. <laughs>